Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hello, hello, hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox. Today's topic is safety. I think it is a great topic to discuss because... I've been seeing a lot of clips and tips online that are typically used by experienced sex workers passed off as um, dating advice. And I worry about this because sex workers are not naive about men, but people who are not sex workers, people who just date or who are the average daters, they are naive about men. And your naivete is something that can be preyed upon exploited and used as an opening for violence. So you really need to be clear about what safety is and what safety is not. And if you don't have that type of experience, I would suggest you guys not take this those type of advice unless you're very sure and clear about what men are, who men are, and how you plan to deal with them. But before I get into the main topic. You guys know the deal. We always have to start off with me. (laughs) The world, we have to talk about what's going on in the world, the song of the week, and finally, the main topic. So about me, um, apparently, I have a good amount of friends who are all Capricorns. And because of that, I spent all last weekend attending birthday parties, which was a really, really, really great time. I had so much fun. Um, It was something that I needed. I kind of been in the house mostly for the winter with occasional outings here and there, but it was really refreshing to go out and just kind of have that summertime pace that I usually have um, and just enjoy people who, who really make me me and people who have been essential to my New York experience. So I'm really happy about that. Um, that That's weekend. It was a really great weekend and I bonded in a way I haven't bonded in it. Beyond that, I was recently, recently listening to an episode. Um, it's under the Land of Giants and is by The Cut and Vox uh, or Volks which discuss the growth and impact of Tinder on the dating and romantic scene. And it made me think about two things. One, how much dating apps have shaped our culture, um, how we have these new and recent inventions like ghosting and how we can talk to multiple people online, but it will sometimes it may never even end up in a physical date or a face-to-face date. And I thought about all these new inventions that we have and how Gen Z is now kind of sort of rejecting these things. And I'm actually very excited about, you know, what that rejection is going to create in the future. So one of the things that I've been reading and just kind of asking my sisters and my cousins and just, you know, poking poking and probing um, about is rejection, the rejection of hookup culture and hookup culture is is you know quite frankly maybe a millennial thing it's my generation and it has been primarily pushed 
with the well prime it has been parallel with the popularity of dating apps so as the rise of dating apps increase we see the increase of uh, hookup culture but with this rejection that gen z is currently um standing on I noticed that women are no longer signing up for these random sescapades and they have no interest in being used at human as a human sex toy. So I am curious and I am excited about how this rejection may reshape these apps in different ways. Um, I'm not sure if it will stay the same. I'm not sure if it will change, but I do think that this this new culture this gen z culture is going to shape it in a different way and we may utilize these apps differently in the years to come so i'm excited about it and i will circle back to this episode years on down the down the line and maybe i'll be right maybe i'll be wrong so um beyond that let's get into this song of the week um I am, I love TikTok. I get a lot of tips, building stuff, uh, mental health stuff. I like TikTok is my resource. And not only is my resource is where I find good music. And there's been a great mix on SoundCloud that has been a SoundCloud that has been floating around. And it's the Migos mix titled Fully Forever and Straightened. And I just love it so much. It's a nice little bop to get dressed to and enjoy yourself. And um, Meet the Migos, they have been a part of my college experience. Um, I'm an old, so this just reminds me of just, you know, having my friends pick me up, us drinking before we going out, you know, us wearing the tightest shit you ever seen and dancing with someone. And then after we dance, you my boyfriend now. So this is a good song and it helped me kind of reminisce of my college experience even though this is a, a newer song um but i think you guys should take a listen and enjoy yourself with this song so i really 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 wanted to talk about safety um safety while dating safety while in a relationship safety while on these dating apps i just thought that this is a huge topic and i know that most women no matter what are safe because we know the dangers that we face and we know you know what's going on we know how men can really harm us if we don't you know, pay attention or if we are not being very vigilant and in, in our safety. And that sucks. It really, really sucks. And I know you guys have baseline information, but I thought that it would be like really, really great to go over some of this stuff, go over these strategies um, to eliminate unsafe men that some women may not be aware of, but most women are. I thought that this would be a good idea to um, list some tactics, not to scare you off from dating, but just to help you make sure that you are keeping yourself safe at all times. Because as women, it sucks, but it's something that we have to do. And I want to make sure that anyone who is within a listening ear of me have some basic 
standards, some basic set of rules in regards to safety, respect, and how people value women. So I broke this episode into segments um, before the date, during the date, after the date, and once you get into a relationship. I think that each phase has a different set of rules and a different set of things to look out for. So I broke them down in those sections, and I hope that this is very beneficial to you all. Um, and I also want to say, don't mind my dog in the back. Every time I'm on or recording my podcast, my dog loves to, um, make noise in the back. So please do not mind him. So before the date, before the date, this, we, and this is a basic, but I have heard so many stories from women who do not do this basic thing. When you go out on a date with someone, you need to know the person's first and last name. You just need to know that. Under no circumstances should you go on a date without knowing that basic. And I don't care how uncomfortable they feel, how invasive they say this is. I don't care if you just got this person's number. Ask for the first and last name. And we all know the reasons why we need this information. We need this information because it can be a just in case that you got to report this person. You need this information to do a basic Google sweep. This Google sweep should result in a digital footprint. And we should know that by now, mostly everyone has a digital footprint and you can find people's mugshots, news articles, social media. And if they don't have this footprint you can go a layer deeper and check their name on social media and this is just i always do a google sweep on someone i'm sorry i will always do that and i will never really apologize for that because you can find mugshots you can find if someone is a child predator you can find out if someone is married if they have children you can find these things out so that you can either say no to the date or you can rule them unsafe. And I think that this is an important strategy that everyone, everyone should buy. Checking social media is a great practice as well. <clears throat> I know people are hesitant about this, but when you find someone's social media, you can see if they have a family, if they are married, whom they engage with, what they say, and you can see the type of persona they are trying to craft or the person they are. When you are searching, you are searching their social to see if they are safe. And I do this a lot, um, not because I'm like being nosy, which I may be being nosy, but mostly I do this because I want to know what type of community they have. So if their community is a, you know, a bunch of people who are violent, um, I am not going to go on a date with this person because birds of a feather flock together. And if you see a whole bunch of violent birds around this guy, nine times out of 10, they are going to be violent too. So search their social media and understand whom you will spend your time with. This isn't always a, you don't always have to do this, but I do this just to kind of disqualify people um, easily. 
because I don't want to be around anyone who's violent or anyone who has violent friends around them. Finally, I think this is a really good practice. Um, Some people feel like it's invasive, but I don't care. I think you all should always check databases to help you make sure that this person is who they say they are and if they are safe. So if you are in the US, I would check sex offenders list, list. I would check check jail records because you can do that with the first and the last name. I will put their number in a reverse phone phone number search engine to ensure they are whom they say they are. We know people lie. We know men lie and we know violent, murderous, rapist people lie. So you always have to double check and make sure that these people are who they say they are. And I'll say this, those services are often really, really cheap. So if you are a single girl dating, especially on those dating apps, I would pay the two to three dollars that's required for peace of mind. And if you can't find anything, I would ask simple questions like, where are you from? So you can search the name and, and the location um so that you'll have like a little bit more of a focused result and if they are hesitant to give you basic information like their first their last name things that you ask on a date um where they're from you got to move on i think you have to move on because the truth and innocent if you ask me these basic questions i'm not going to be afraid to be questioned because that's the truth and it really it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really mean anything. But if you're lying and I question you and you get offended, like, I mean, if, if you're lying, you're more likely to be offended if I question you, if I ask for those things. Um, so I'm never, when it comes to the truth, the truth does not mind being questioned. It's the lies that mind being questioned. And I got that from a good friend of mine this weekend. So, um, and finally you need their name so that you can send it to your community before you go on a date. You know, you needed to find information about this person just to make sure you're safe, but you also need to give them, give that name and that person you know, the face, the screenshot of their picture to your friends, to the people around you, to your family, um, just as a safety net and a safety precaution. Because if something does happen to you, at least the police have their name and at least they have their um, their picture. And if you're in their car, you definitely need to take a picture of their license. Um, It's just it is what it is. You need to be safe. I'd rather be more safe than I am sorry. So those are some pre-date strategies that I think are very, very good. Um, Just a solid foundation or a solid base that you guys can utilize. Um, Of course, there are are definitely more um, strategies and tactics that you can use, but these are some good solid ones that I have found that works for me and keeps me safe from creepers. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to, this is a hundred percent fail proof, but this is something that at least you'll have some type of peace of mind. And at least you can say to yourself that you did your due diligence. Okay. So now that we have covered some pre-date strategies, we got to discuss some strategies to know 
and figure out this person while on a date. And when you're on a date with a man, the best way to know whether or not you're safe or unsafe is to listen carefully to them. Men mask, but they aren't always that great at masking. And they're often careless with their words. So when you're on a date, your job is not to steer them into being who you want them to be. It is to get them to be comfortable with themselves so that they can reveal who they truly are. So if there's a touchy subject for which they want to give their opinion on, let them. Let them do that. Don't debate them. Don't show them that they're wrong. Don't try to convince them to think how you think. Allow them to be who they want to be and allow them to tell their truth so that you can quickly determine that this is not going to be the right person for you or this is not going to be a safe situation in the future. Oftentimes, we try to steer people into what we want want them to be because we like them so much and we want to keep this thing going. But that is not a safe tactic and that's not really a smart tactic on, on your behalf because you want someone who is honest and truthfully themselves and you want that self to be compatible with you. When you're listening to them, you got to listen to the little things. Listen to how they view women. Listen to other women and you can find that out by how they talk about their exes. Um, when they're talking about their exes, if they're always the victim and someone is always the aggressor, you just know right then and there they're lying or they're manipulative or they're narcissistic because that is always a red flag to me. It's like always one because it takes two people to be in a relationship and everybody contributes in some type of way. Everybody contributes in the breakdown in some type of way. So if they're always the victim, you can rest assured that they're never going to take accountability. Move on. Or I this is a this is one that is a very big telltale sign is listen to how they speak about women who they're not attracted to. If they are demeaning them treating them like shit, oh, best believe that one day you too will be treated like shit too. Or women with makeup or scantily clad, ask them about colorism or sexual orientation. Any man who has a demeaning and degrading position about these topics are often people who are violently misogynistic. So bring it up. Bring it up. You can even act like you agree with their truth so that you can get them to spill more. The objective of this practice is the truth. You want to find out the truth. You want to make sure you are interacting with the person, the true person, and not their mask and not their representative, not the best person who they best face that they put just to attract you or to fuck you. So listen to those things. And while you're on the day, ask yourself, how are you being treated? How am I being treated? Is it over-sexual? Are you an object to him? Are you just a whole to him? Are they uninterested in what you have to say? Are they constantly trying to teach you or lord over you? These things teach you that he does not see you as an equal, but as an object or an idiot. And honestly, anyone who starts out on that foot, 
starts out trying to create this weird power dynamic is one that probably will eventually show their ass later down on the line. You don't want to date or be around people who are obsessed with power. And that's what these things kind of teach you or show you is that, you know, he's going to be obsessed with creating a certain power dynamic. And you just don't want to be in relationships like that where power is the main thing that drives them. It's always harmful and it's always unsafe. So after you go through this list and you realize that, you know, the traits, the person who this person is, they're a good, honest person. They seem very well-rounded. Um, you check them out. You check their background. Everything seems a-okay. Um, you Now you need to start thinking about pacing. You know, you guys are going on a date and every, you know, this will, I'll, I'll put a, a disclaimer. Everybody goes through the honeymoon, honeymoon phase. It is a great phase. It is euphoric. Um, but we all know what a normal pace is and we know what a rush pace is. And if you are feeling rushed in any way to fall in love, to be very connected or codependent, you got to ask yourself, would a well-rounded person behave like this? Someone who is well-rounded, someone who's, you know, they go through life, they have their ups and downs, but someone who has a good grasp of themselves would not behave like this. Would they invest or fall in love that quickly without knowing that they can trust you? Is that something that a reasonable person would do? And ask yourself this, how can you build trust if you don't allow time to prove it? You mean to tell me that this person is just trusting you off the bat, even though they do not know you and they, they don't know you. This is the first couple of dates that they've been on or you guys have been knowing each other for about two months. That's not really a fair amount of time to judge on trusting someone. And how I know that to be true is that you guys don't even do that with your friendships. So why on earth would anyone do that with a romantic relationship where a lot of people feel like they have a lot to lose in this particular relationship. So you need to check if the pace is normal. And, you know, one if the if the pace is normal, well, I'll say this, if the pace is not normal, they may be using love bombing to try to control the dynamics or the pacing of the relationship. And you should be worried about this tactic because it is a common tactic that abusers use. They bombard you with all of this love and they make you feel like you're the one that the relationship is going to be all bliss and it is to make you off, put you off guard. And it is to prime you for when the switch up is about to happen and when they are going to abuse you. Because when the switch up happens, you'll start thinking about the beginning. 
and you'll start saying to yourself, oh my gosh, uh, I wish we could go back to the beginning. I wish we could have things like we had in the beginning. And that beginning is just a tactic to get you to be comfortable or to wait longer while this person is abusing you. Because if you're holding on to that beginning, you're less likely to leave. So just be aware, be cognizant of these things. Um, I'm not saying be afraid of life, be afraid of dating. I'm just telling you to be aware, be purposeful with your heart, your body, your mind, and your soul. So now you're at the next phase in the dating and the romance and all this self, all these things. You have gone on dates. You're beginning to feel comfortable around this person. You're enjoying their company. And you are thinking to yourself, you know, it's been several months. We have developed this really interesting bond. I'm having a good time and you're dating consistently. And you're thinking, you know what? This could possibly turn into something serious. This could, this could turn into a relationship. And if you get into a relationship, you also still have to make sure you are safe. Because this is the part of the portion where narcissists and abusers, they start to really show themselves. You know, they may have duped you in the dating stages, but once they are connected to you in some way as a boyfriend, as um, the father of your child or as the husband to you, then that's when they start to show their their mask starts to crack. And while you're dating and while you're in these long-term relationships, you got to start noticing things. You, you can't just live in bliss all the time. You have to be aware of what's going on. And one thing that should always, always, always result in you leaving or it should be a huge red flag is asking yourself um, if you're dating and you notice that you're slowly being isolated from those you love and care about, that is a red flag that danger is up the road. Because if these people make you who you are, why would the person who you love make you cut ties with the people who make you who you are? If these people are people who you love and they love you, why on earth would the person who cares about you ask you to disconnect yourself from this source? What, for what reason would that be needed? And you also know that isolation is not great for depression. It keeps you feeling low. You know that it can exacerbate negative feelings. So why would someone who likes or love you create an environment that breeds low feelings and that keeps you away from a source of love? That is a red flag. That is a tactic. That is something to keep you under this person's thumb. And whenever that shows up, it is time to go. And I really mean that. It's time to go. There's no reasoning with this. It's time to go. Leave. Ask yourself, is this person forcing you to conform to their thinking? 
Is it my way or I will make this process or whatever you want to do difficult and excruciating? Is, are those the options? My way or I'm going to make this an issue? If that's the options, then you are in an abusive relationship. And what I know to be true about abusive relationships is that it often starts out emotional and it builds up to a physical abuse. And people like to think that the only type of abuse is physical, but there are way more types of uh, abuse than physical. And emotional is one of them. And emotional keeps you tied to this person. It keeps you enduring um, abuse. It keeps you away from your family. It keeps you isolated. So you have to be aware of what emotional abuse looks like. You have to understand when you're being gaslit. And that's when you're feeling unhappy, but you're trying to convince yourself that it's all in your head or that you're ungrateful. That's when you know you're being gaslit. Are you second guessing yourself all the time while in a relationship? Do you not know why you're unhappy, but know for sure you're unhappy? Are you being threatened? Does this person use himself as a threat? Is it his way or he leaves? Or stay with me or I'll kill myself? Or stay with me or harm myself? Or though, is that the dynamic? Is this person demonizing your interests? Making you feel unintelligent for what you want or what you like? Do they make themselves intellectually superior and you inferior? Are they hitting you, screaming at you, hitting a wall, breaking furniture? If you answered yes to any of those things, you are in an unsafe situation and you need to end it immediately. And you need to make sure that the police are aware of what's going on. And I know that the police are not good with this these type of things, but I would just make sure. I would make sure I know my rights and I would make sure that they know what's going on and keep documentation of it. Because this these are severe red flags. These are signs that something else is up the line and something else is brewing. These are signs of violence. These are signs of abuse. It's emotional. It's physical. You need to get out. So these are just a few tips, a few questions to ask yourself to ensure you're keeping yourself safe. I'll make this disclaimer again. This is not to make you fearful. This is not to make you afraid. This is just to help you brush up on some things. And this is to help you with some guidelines that you can write out for yourself. And if you're in a relationship or you're dating or you're, you know, going on your first date, you can look at these notes and just ask yourself, okay, are they showing any of these signs? Just in case you fear that you don't trust yourself, just in case you fear that you don't have the best judgment, it's just great to have something on paper 
or the podcast to reflect and to make sure that you are operating in this relationship as safe as possible and you're protecting yourself because you are precious, you are valuable, you are innately worthy and you will do anything to protect that. So I hope I gave you some tools, some techniques, some strategies to protect something so precious as you. And on that note, you all take care. Bye. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.